This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number 86 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm so excited that you're willing to spend a little bit of time with me today. I think it's going to be extremely valuable to you because we're talking about money and financial impact to your business. So listen in as we discuss how to increase your earning potential by leveraging a profit share incentive model. This may be something that is completely new to you, but you're going to have a full understanding about it by the time we are done with this episode. So if you are a service provider on the operations side of a business, then you are likely earning your wages through a retainer, which is a flat fee per month. But you could also be charging hourly, or if you're leveraging a project model, you could be getting a project-based fee, which is typically like the project is worth $3,000, you're gonna pay me $1,500 at the beginning and $1,500 at the middle, or there's a lot of different ways to break this up. But the most common ways that you're going to charge a client is either a flat fee, which is a retainer wage, So same fee every single month for a specific deliverable or or several deliverables, or you could do hourly. If you refer back to episode number 85, we talk a lot about the hourly, how to shift your hourly charge to more of an outcomes-based model, which is what I would recommend for anyone who is escalating and moving further and deeper into their careers. And then that project-based model that I just described. So regardless of the way that you're getting paid, all of those have one thing in common. They have a cap, meaning that whatever you charge, that is the maximum that you're going to earn for delivering that exact same thing. Of course, if you're leveraging the hourly pay, then if you work more, yes, you could earn more, but I don't think you're here for that. So Our counterparts on the marketing side of business are typically the ones that can earn commissions. It's more standard or more known for them to be able to earn a commission or a percentage of sales or potentially a bonus. In the online space, let's say that someone is coming in and running a marketing campaign that's going to lead to sales of a launch of a product or a service. Well, if they exceed a certain percentage or a certain income amount or a certain number of sales, then sometimes they will negotiate a percentage of the profit or the revenue that has been brought in. So this makes sense since their work generates that sale, which brings in revenue to the business. So the reality is that in both cases, both the operations and the marketing side of business, they both have to synergistically work together to accomplish the main goal of business. And the main goal of every single person's business is to increase profit margins. But the marketing side is going to generate sales and the operations side is also hard at work in doing something similar, but completely 
on the opposite side. They're going, we, I will say we, because we are operators. If you're listening to this podcast, you're likely an operator too, but we are responsible for containing the costs or the expenses of the business, finding efficiencies, increasing the productivity, and optimizing the delivery of products and services. And I'll also add, and the team. So both of those are gonna be needed for sustainable growth and scaling. But it's most common for the marketing arm to have this uncapped earning potential. So the reason it's easy for the marketing arm of business to ask for these commissions is because it's really no risk. If the leader has defined what success looks like and the marketing person or manager, or who, whatever the title may be, if they exceed that, then it doesn't make any sense for them to not ask for an increase of compensation if they exceed that goal. As you guys know, I've worked as a director of operations in many seven-figure businesses, and I started to look at this differently. I became resentful that the ability to earn more wasn't available to me, but it was available to my counterparts on the marketing side. I worked equally as hard. I drove outcomes and results just like they needed, just like the business needed, and I consistently worked more hours in their business. And one day I was reviewing the financials of a client and I had a breakthrough when I realized that the profit margin continued to increase quarter over quarter since I joined the business as a director of operations. That moment, I still remember it. It changed everything for me. My excitement for my role, the commitment to that business. And clearly there was a, there was a financial win for me to shift into thinking like this and to be bold enough to ask for it. So if this is something that is exciting to you, if you're becoming curious as I'm talking about this, I want you to continue to listen with me. I've always found it a much more comfortable conversation with the leaders when I've seen success in my performance and the relationship between me and the leader is productive and positive. If you're not in a good space with the client that you're working with, this would not be a good conversation to have with them. So of course, there's gotta be some common sense there. But once I start to hit my groove and that typically happens around the six month mark, around six months, I'm in my groove, I'm invested in their business, I have enough information with me to see, to be able to reflect and to, to do self-reflection and to see that I am truly a valuable asset in the business. So all of this sounds really good in theory, but the biggest barrier that our directors of operations experience with proposing this model is how to address the leader. So in the next few minutes in this podcast, I'm gonna talk to you about how you would have this conversation with that leader so that this can be a possible tool that you can use for incentive pay and increase compensation as an operations leader in a business. The very first thing you're gonna need is access to financials. If you do not have access to financials, this proposal isn't even possible. So I would say if you are not currently reviewing those financials and you're not at a place in the business where that makes sense for you, then I would continue to work to get to the point where you are a trusted business partner and business advisor. And you do know that whenever someone opens up the books to you. So the very first thing is have access to the financials. 
Secondly, you're going to want to review those financials and just make sure that there's a positive scenario that would support something like this. Meaning, if you've been in this business for a while and the profit margin has really danced up and down, up and down, which it's going to, it depends on the type of model that the business has. If you're in a launch model or an evergreen model, it's going to be very, I mean, it can clearly be different. So if that's the case, you might want to look at this, you know, it could be advantageous to look at this quarterly rather than monthly or maybe even in six-month increments. But um, I'd prefer you to get to that quarter space. I want you to see traction and to see growth from your impact in this business, from the time that you have shown up in this business quarter over quarter. If you can see that there has been growth and positive or an increase in profit margin, this would get my wheels turning if I was a person looking at those financials. The next thing you're going to do is the hardest part, and that's to model the percentages. So I'm just giving you some ballpark numbers here. I have seen everything from 3% all the way up to about 15%. Those would be the percentage of profit share that would be appealing. But again, it's going to really depend on what the business looks like, what the revenue looks like, what the profit margin looks like. So you're going to want to model those numbers. And I do have a detailed process for this, but that's something that we keep exclusive. And we also keep it inside of our director of operations certification program. It is important for me with that group of women who are invested in becoming a director of operations that we talk through this because these are the people that part of their responsibility is to be a part of the financial conversation, a part of the strategy. So if you're seeing yourself as someone who is a leader in a business or has potential or interest in being a leader and a director of operations in a business, then that's just one more bonus training that you're going to get inside of our program, should that be of interest to you. So again, first thing is get access to the financials. Second thing is to review them. Make sure that you've got a case that supports this. Third, you want to model those numbers because you're going to have to run these numbers. You don't, when you bring this proposal to the leader, it is not time for them to dive into the numbers. Let's make it easy for them. So all of that is the pre-work. And now we sit down, we schedule the conversation. I would say that this needs to be a conversation that is scheduled. It's not a conversation that's on a whim or you don't want to piggyback off of an existing meeting. I would create a separate meeting and put a lot of thought into this. Create an agenda, just like you should for every meeting, but make this a different meeting. When you get to that meeting, I want you to be prepared to share the impact that you've had in the business and also what the impact of moving to a model like this would do for this business. First of all, you're going to have a greater dedication to this business. You're going to be more focused and the win-win or the benefit to the leader is this is no risk to the leader, to the business, to the financials of the business. Because if the business or the profit margin doesn't increase, then there's no impact to them because they're not going to be paying you any additional money. It gives them the ability to incentivize you without cutting into the overall finances. In a lot of cases, when you get to that six or that 12 month mark, it's common for service providers to want an increase for their commitment, for the changes, for the outcomes that they have brought. You can do this in one of two ways. You can make it safe and easy for the business owner if you bring them a profit sharing proposal. The other thing, which incurs a lot more risk, is to bring them a flat increase in your retainer fee, which they may or may not get a return from. So 
This is exactly why this is a much easier sell than bringing a proposal for an increased monthly rate or project rate. My experience in moving to this model allowed me to continue to earn more, which is obviously needed or desired, to be more invested or all in, as they say, business owners are longing for for service providers to be all in on their business. This gave me, I, I can feel it as I'm saying this right now, when I was sharing, when I was responsible for increasing the profit margin and I knew that day in and day out, my decisions were different. The strategies that I was looking at and learning became more intentional. So if you can get, if this helps you to become all in in a business, trust me, your leader is going to want that. It also kept me focused on this business, meaning instead of me serving three or four clients, I reduced the number of clients that I had down to two and eventually down to one where I was almost full-time as a director of operations in a pretty large business. But because I was really focused on outcomes from a profit margin perspective, I did everything in my power. Like I said, I was learning and applying new strategies that would benefit this business. They weren't cookie cutter strategies. It wasn't something that I was copying and pasting. It was something dedicated to this business. I spent lots of time modeling and thinking and and designing strategies that would be advantageous and would show a return. It wasn't just a new strategy for a new strategy's sake. It was truly bringing something in that would bring us revenue, would increase our profit margin, and at the same time, contain the amount of labor or the amount of cost that we incurred to bring that money in. I also became extremely cautious with spending. It's so easy to make nickel and dime decisions. And when the CEO has a partner in critically reviewing what we say yes to, man, I was all in to make sure that we had a safe profit margin. I was also really excited to create systems to collect payments. So depending on the type of business structure that you're supporting, you likely or you may have repetitive payments or people on payment plans. And when those payments fail, you better bet your bottom dollar that I was putting in the best systems for us to be able to contact those people and get that revenue back in the door. So I created some rigorous systems to collect payments. I also looked at how we designed our pricing models and payment plans. Maybe it made more sense to offer a 12-month plan versus the six-month plan we had to get people in the door, get them warmed up to us, enjoy us, and be a really long-term customer. But maybe the barrier for the six-month payment was just not doing that. So I really looked at everything on the pricing side so that we could bring in additional revenue. Another thing that gets overlooked, but something that fired me up with my expertise was to create processes so that the team worked efficiently. When I found that they were working efficiently, we reduced overhead. On many teams, that entry-level labor is often hourly. So if we could get systems, if we could systematize what they were doing and get them the materials on time so they weren't waiting for us, they were working less hours in the business and still reaching the same goals. By doing that, we cut the amount of labor cost that this business had. And if we lowered the labor cost, then we had a good chance of increasing the profit margin at the same time of bringing in new money. 
So at the end of the day, I was rewarded for all of these things because of the contribution that I was making in the business. I was able to move from a flat fee retainer, which was great when I first started out, but at six months in, I wanted more. And instead of negotiating that new rate, this was a creative and altogether an easier sell for the business owner to say yes to because it was such a low risk for them. If you've been a service provider for any time, you know that these clients are frustrated and the businesses are frustrated with turnover in the business. They want you in their business for a long time. They also want you to be invested. So this is a win-win situation and is an approach that I hope you consider as you develop as an operator. Again, taking a few steps back, I want you to know that you're creating an impact in this business. I want you to know and feel the value yourself. I want you to have access to the financials. And I also want to make sure that you are modeling the numbers before you sit down for the proposal. You don't want the client to have to do this. I mean, could they? Yes. Could their accountant do it? Perhaps. But why don't you do that? You're already a leader. You already have access to those financials. So let's just make it an easy yes for yourself. You ladies know with every single podcast, we have an ops activity of the week. This ensures that you're not just listening. I know that this is creative and this may be new to you. This may be a new pricing model for you and you may be excited, but I've got to make sure that you do something with it. So My question to you, the ops activity of this week, of this episode, where we're talking about earning greater potential as an operator in a business, is do you plan to incorporate profit sharing in your pricing model? Do you have a client that you could potentially bring this to? And if the answer is no, not yet, I want you to get back into a place where you can develop your leadership skills in a way that you do have access, get comfortable with financials, get comfortable with asking for financials, get comfortable with being a true partner. Don't settle for being just any part of the team. I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are interested in furthering and developing your career as an operator. You can do this by becoming a director of operations. When you do that in our certification program, we talk about the financials. We get you comfortable with reviewing the financials, how to look at the various statements that are going to be a part of a business. You don't have to be a mathematician, an accountant, a bookkeeper. I have none of those skills, but I do know when I see trends in numbers. And so If you cannot say with confidence that you have a client right now that you would like to propose this to, I really want you to consider getting more comfortable looking at your own financials, telling the story, practicing, writing, drafting. What do your financials, what story does your financials tell about your business? Start articulating that. Literally say it out loud. Once you do this, you're going to gain confidence. You don't need a degree. You don't need anything fancy to tell you. You don't need anything more than practice in looking at what story the financials tell for you to be able to attain a pricing and incentive-based model like the one we've talked about today. Alrighty, friends, I hope that this helps you to shift in the way that you're getting paid. I ultimately want you to step into that leadership so that you feel comfortable asking for a profit share once you feel comfortable in a business. 
I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope it's given you some good food for thought. Please come over to the Ops Insiders Facebook group. I'd love to have you there. That's our private Facebook community where we continue the conversation every single week. And this week, we're going to be talking about the power of profit sharing as an operator. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I look forward to seeing you guys next week with new content. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.